I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, we're recording now. Let me see, man. Am I saying it first? Oh, oh okay. There we go. I thought you great. were sipping still. No, 55 episodes in and we fucked it. We fucked the intro, Lonnie. And I blame you. I thought you were sipping, okay? So I miss you, man. I miss you, man, too. Jesus. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you? You spin now, aren't you? I can see you. Oh my god. You're allowed to. You're allowed What's to. What's the show about? Okay, well, my name's Lonnie. No, we're here. We're a podcast. No, we're going off the rails now. <laughs> God. You've sent this. This is our first night time episode, and this is what happens. We're all a bit cooped up, too much energy all day, waiting for this to happen. Yeah, I've been looking forward to it all day. Anyway, you're Lonnie. Yep. I'm Dylan. Mm-hmm. This is a podcast. Yep. It's available everywhere. Check it out everywhere. Mm-hmm. What's it about, Lonnie? Well, Dylan, I'm thinking this ep- this podcast is generally about you and I. Teammates, getting to know each other and getting, getting in touch, keeping in touch. We take each other on a journey through life, pop culture, and everything. And I mean everything in between. That covers a lot of things. It really does. And you know <laughs> what, Dylan? We're actually going into the universe this episode, into the galaxy. It's my turn to take you. I'm on the spaceship. You're in the command center. But oh, then at the last nice. minute, you ran run up. <laughs> And you jump in as the doors are closing, and you're like, I'm coming too. Like the Jack Dawson of this ship. Pretty much. It's pretty like much. Titanic. And actually, you did inspire this episode, Dylan. You'd be pleased to know. A few weeks What's ago. What's happening in this episode? A few weeks you ago, reckon? you took us on down a hypothetical scenario uh, where aliens came to Earth. Do you recall this? You do. You, I can oh, see yeah. you're impressed by it. Yeah, we're the only ones that should have listened to it and the aliens. Exactly. So no one else should remember it because it was for aliens only. Well, can you just give the briefest rundown for non-aliens since they have no what we were talking about that day? Okay, so basically the podcast, which no one was allowed to listen to except aliens and us, mm-hmm. is basically we were presenting the best of Earth to aliens to try and let us into the Galactic Federation of Planets. The GFU, that's right. That's right. Now... I've been thinking, I've been ruminating, you might say, on that one. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about aliens still. Basically today, we're going to try and figure out if they're real, and if they are, well, where are they? Oh, okay. so first, so first things okay. first, what, what do you reckon? Are aliens real? Oh, of course. It's very ignorant to think that we're the only planet of the billions in the universe that has intelligent life. That's nuts. There's no way we're not we're not alone. So that that's just based on the sort of the mathematical impossibility of us being the only intelligent <laughs> things in the whole entire galaxy. Yeah. yeah, just logical, mate. Really, isn't it? Mm, yeah. You see, I, I'm I'm with you on that point, and like you know, the universe is so big that 
you know, to think we're alone is, is pretty daft. But at hmm. the same time, I think aliens, they just might be something that we can't really comprehend with our human brains, perhaps. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not so convinced about, like, you know, UFOs and crop circles and little grey guys in spaceships coming to probe us and things like that. But the idea yeah. that there's something else out there, it may be something that we can't know now, maybe can never know, that makes sense to me. Yeah, it might take a few more million years of evolution before we can comprehend it. Mm, potentially. But I guess yeah. think about it like if you go back a thousand years and think of the technology we had on Earth compared to what we've got now, in a thousand None. years is a blip. Yeah, totally, right? And yeah. The galaxy's been around like 13 billion so, um, since the Big Bang. So, we got, yeah. We've got some catching up to do, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's only, how old's the Earth, Lonnie? Only 2,022 years old, right? Um, not quite. <laughs> Depends who you believe. Um, look at your calendar, Lonnie. Okay. Excuse you. <laughs> I mean, but even then, that's, that's, you know, a slightly bigger blip, but it's still a blip compared to, you know... <laughs> The length and, and breadth and time that we that we as in a galaxy has been around, right? Mm. Um, yeah, and just think of like the what, what we've got on Earth right now is incomprehensible to someone of a thousand years ago, or even to a certain extent, a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago, really. So to say there's something else that we can't comprehend in some ways is like, oh, what do you mean? But like, think about it. There, just the stuff you can't think of is is you know unthinkable, right? Yeah, absolutely. Let's go for it, though, right? Let's let's take the assumption as fact. Aliens are real. Where are they, Dylan? All right. Why aren't they here? Why haven't we seen them? Why haven't they popped over to say hello and to invite us into the GFU? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Didn't the um? Didn't like the the FBI, the American government, release like all the documents they had on like UFOs and everything? Is there anything in there? suggested stuff there's well what i'm looking at at the moment for this episode is saying maybe there's some stuff that can't be explained right now but nothing there's no like incontrovertible proof you know mm-hmm. um and i guess if you take that that thinking to its logical conclusion like we can't there's so many other galaxies out there universes out there maybe it's gotta be something we should have at least a little bit of proof, right? That's the idea, yeah. you know. If the Andromeda galaxy is probably someone knocking about in there, you know. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? You'd think so. Couple of bad boy aliens chugging about. <laughs> or do you think they're like interdimensional beings that we can't even fathom how they exist? Well, potentially, right? And that's kind of the plot of Arrival. Have you seen Arrival? Great film. Nah. Yeah, you should get amongst that one. What's it, what's it about? Give me a quick rundown. Well, basically, there are, there's an aliens have come to Earth, and there's mm-hmm. kind of like a first contact scenario. And they arrive, yeah, <laughs> if you will, if you will, and they don't speak any sort of language that we can comprehend, and so yeah, they've got to work out why they're here, how can we communicate to them, and yeah, what's how can we help or hurt them? You know, but what's what do we have to do? Well, it's supposed to be similar to like um. I think Ricky Gervais mentioned on the Ricky Gervais show, some philosopher said, like, if we could speak to a lion, like if it knew English, we wouldn't be able to converse with it because our worlds are so different. Yeah. It yeah. would just be, we wouldn't understand each other, just be nonsense. Yeah, basically. totally. 
and I think of this in in context of Arrival. Um, this is a slight spoiler, perhaps, but this is just like a. I remember this sort of thought experiment going along with it when I was reading about the film when it first came out. It's like we exist in a three D world, right? Like three dimensions. Potentially, there are beings that exist in a two D world or a four D world, but we can't comprehend that because we're not part of that. You know. Damn, son. Yeah. Okay. But okay. I, I guess when we think of alien, we don't think of that. But we think we think of a yeah other intelligent life out there in the universe, then potentially that is something that we, that could be happening right now. We don't know. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now you and I aren't the first people to speak about this, surprisingly. What? <laughs> We're mean, not breaking new ground here? Apparently not, Dylan. What are you talking um, about? This actually, this problem, this paradox of there being potentially life out there and, you know, logically life out there, but logically also no proof of that. Um, it's got a name. It's called the Fermi Paradox uh, because uh, Mr. Fermi was the first person to sort of talk about this. And then also, hmm. you know, as history goes, he wasn't the first person to ever do this, but he's the sort of famous guy it's associated with, right? Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I know we put together lots of notes for our podcast, Dylan, and I was looking sure. at the Wikipedia page for the Fermi Paradox and I was like, I'm probably going to have to copy and paste everything on here. So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to scroll through the Wikipedia page and give you the rundown of it. But I don't want to just be okay. able to read Wikipedia. I want you to, you know, obviously give your views. Tell us what you reckon. That's fair enough. Yeah. That's fair enough. How much How much uh, are they asking for in donations today? <laughs> Daniel Scumbag Wikipedia. Huh? Still, we, we and how much it. did you give them? I haven't, I haven't given anything today, but they probably need a bit more from us because we deal in on it pretty heavily. So at least my episodes do. <laughs> I just don't think you can give us something for free for so many years and then turn around and be like, Oi, give me some money. It's a donation, Dylan. You can, you don't for the same to. service. Oh, my goodness. Okay. There's yeah, also... They force it. <laughs> I ask you. Yeah, well, tell them that. Okay. It's free you tell it. free for the world, Dylan. It's good for the world. Watch the power, okay? Fine. Fine, okay. Um, there's also a great episode of Radio Lab, the radio show slash podcast which um, speaks about this, and it probably speaks about it more intelligently than us. But you know what they don't have, Dylan? They don't have perspectives or good looks. Exactly right. That's what I was going to say. Totally. So you're calling them ugly? Well, just compared (gasps) to us. Compared to us, Dylan. Okay. Everyone. Exactly. Okay. So um, Enrico Fermi, I said Vista, but he's actually like a um, physicist, so I assume he's a professor back in the day. He's the Fermi that gives it its name, right? Um, the story goes, he was having a chat with some of his colleagues, um, some fellow physicists, in the summer of 1950. Bloody hell. Um, Whoa. And that's kind of important because that's when UFOs really started getting popular in the 1950s, right? Ah, oh, in pop culture for sure. Mm-hmm. That's what like all movies were about, like War of the Worlds and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, that's where Kingdom of the Crystal Skull drew its inspiration. Yes, the old 50s. Um, B movies, a lot of them too. Like not really, not not the high quality stuff. Yeah. Nah. We should do that sometime. We should do plan, uh, planet from. Is that, is that it? Planet from outer space. Planet nine, nine from outer space. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> the one fun. they see in Seinfeld. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be good. <laughs> okay. Um. So they'll have a chat. I'm gonna walk to lunch. Have a old chin wag. 
and talk about some UFO reports and they were like, oh, this is possibly reckon could they ever, you know, travel fast on light. And then apparently they would then want to talk about other stuff. And then about half through lunch, family just says, where is everybody? And they were all having lunch and they were like, but they knew what he was talking about. And they're like, oh, wait, that is a really good point. Um, so I'll take you through the chain of reasoning, Dylan. Okay. I know you love mm. doing this sort of thing. Okay. For sure. And, you know, I think you might be a scientist in the making because you pretty much said this yourself a second ago. Okay. Hello. Okay. Here's the chain. So there are billions of stars in the Milky Way similar to the sun. Mm. With high probability, some of these stars have Earth-like planets in a circumstellar habitable zone. So, like, mm. they can have humans or have life on them. Yep. Many of these stars, and hence their planets, are much older than the sun. If the Earth is typical, some may have developed intelligent life long ago. And some of these civilizations may have developed interstellar travel, a step humans are investigating now. Not quite there, but, you know, we might be. We're trying. We're trying. We only got iPhones, you know, in early 2000s, so you know, we're going up, you know? Which, that was the biggest, biggest technological leap for us so far, the iPhone. <laughs> Thanks, Stevie. But really, think about it. At the, at the beginning of the 1900s, we couldn't fly, and then we could fly, and then we could go to the moon pretty quickly. So since then, we oh, haven't yeah, done it's... too much, but, you know, still. That's crazy. Hmm. Crazy stuff, mate. Yeah, even at the slow pace of currently envisioned interstellar travel, the Milky Way galaxy could be completely traversed in a few million years. Just a couple. A few million years. Just a couple million. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and since many of the stars similar to the sun are billions of years older, Earth should have already been visited by extraterrestrial civilizations, or at least their probes. Yeah? Mm hmm Here's the last one, Dylan. However... There is no convincing evidence this has happened. That's the paradox. All, all signs point to this happening, but then there's actually no proof. It doesn't. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Now, you can go to much more detail, obviously, on Wikipedia and in all sorts of books and internet sources. Um, about, and it gets quite complicated, right? Um, but what we'll go through is some of... The reasoning for and against this, okay? Mm. So, okay. here are some hypothetical explanations for the paradox. And I want you to put your brain to this, Dylan. Not just your your first your first quips, your first jokes, but your actual brain power, okay? When we started this podcast, I had it in the contract yep. that I wouldn't have to think. Okay. And here we are. You've broken the clause. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I'm calling the lawyer. But... But, and the pod's over. Stop but, recording. No, no, no. No, we're done. I'm just saying, if you put your brain to this and work it out, maybe then, you know, you, you could actually get some fame. It'd be called the Dylan solved problem instead of the three paradox, you know. It could look good for you, you know. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Have a law named after me or something. Exactly. We've been through that before, haven't we? Why? The Dylan Doctrine. Old Ep. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. Okay. The first explanation, first explanations really, are to do with the rarity of intelligent life, okay? Mm. Basically they're saying extraterrestrial life is rare or non-existent. So 
this idea that other planets should exist and then they should do exist but and should have humans or at least intelligent life in some way comparable to us maybe that's just not true maybe earth is just really really rare and the fact that we're here is just super lucky sure you, okay yeah that, that makes sense no it's possible you know anything's possible isn't it <laughs> so as much yeah so as much you know as much chance that we think there is that there could be life out there mm. there's always a chance that there's not and we are the only ones isn't there as slim as it could be mm. we could be that one in a billion chance yeah one in the sextillion chance exactly googleplex if you will and and then we're like we're trying to you know put meaning to all this stuff and it's just like oh no just luck <laughs> just lucky yeah just super lucky yeah. I mean, I guess dinosaurs thought they were lucky, didn't they? Until they weren't, so. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. Show them, Dinos. didn't we? <laughs> Fucking losers. You'll hate us. You'll terrorise our families when we're Neanderthals. He's laughing now. Mm-hmm. We uh, put your remains on display to gawk at. So... The next one, Dylan, the next one. Yeah. You know what? Dinosaurs have had it too, too good for too long, if you ask me. They did. They did. <laughs> Fuck them, Monty. Glad they got wiped out. Yeah, you wouldn't like to have some dinosaur friends, though, or a little pet dinosaur. Like uh, Dino from Flintstones. That's what I'm thinking of, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they would be that friendly, yeah, sure. Probably not, though, hey? You never know. We could have domesticated them. Yeah. Look at dogs. Yeah. Uh, They're vicious animals. Originally, I don't. I don't know. Mm. I don't think we would have worked out too well if if we had to compete with them directly. Yeah, with dinosaurs. But we won in the end, didn't we? We, Well, you know what? What dinosaur has a podcast? None. So. None. We're better than every dinosaur that ever existed, Lonnie. (laughs) So true. So true. Yeah, the next one that they've got here about um, the rarity of intelligent life is not so much that um, life is not is rare, it's more that intelligence is rare, right? And I guess oh, yeah. specifically the intelligence to um, go and make interstellar travel. That's kind of, when, when you see it in the, in the chain of reasoning, it's like, oh yeah, the civilization is around. It makes it makes rockets that can travel interstellar. That's 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 just logical. What do you think about it though? Yeah. That's a huge leap to actually say they have to do that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know what they say about assumptions, Lonnie. What's that? Make normal? an ass out of you and umption. Monkeys could not shout out. There's a quote here from Charles Lineweaver, who states that. When considering any extreme trait in an animal, intermediate stages do not necessarily produce inevitable outcomes. Um, for example, he says that large brains are no more inevitable, in little quotes, or convergent, mm. um, than other long noses of animals such as artifacts elephants. So there's no really, where's logic in saying, well, if, a, if, a planet, if animals around on a planet long enough, They'll get a long nose like an elephant just because elephants do. Like there's a huge range of scientific evolution and luck and all those things going into making that happen. So again, to then say, and then 
at the end they should produce you know spaceships <laughs> he's maybe taking that a bit too long you know um yeah. they say here in the next sentence humans apes whales dolphins octopuses and squids are among the small group of definite or probable intelligence on earth and as charles points out dolphins have had about 20 million years to build a radio telescope and have not done so so he's coming for dolphins there isn't he <laughs> Dolphins. They're a bit lazy, aren't they? <laughs> what are they doing? From his just, perspective? Just swimming around, you know? Yeah. Just eating tuna. <laughs> yeah, Do they eat tuna? I don't know. Shame so. Yeah. What do dolphins know, eat? Who's getting arrested at your place, mate? No one's getting arrested. I live in your hospital. I've told you this many times. <laughs> many times. We've been through this. <laughs> um, Good on you. Thanks, mate. There's another quote here from Rebecca Boyle who points out that, you know, all the species who have ever evolved in the history of of life on the planet Earth, so like the life that we know about, all the mm. life that we actually know about, not thinking about hypothetically chain of reasoning stuff, we are the human beings are the only ones who have ever thought about spacefaring and have maybe you know, got to the moon, like, and that's <laughs> that's as far as we really got, you know, like, so again, to, there's, there's huge leaps even though they seem logical, they are pretty huge, you know? Mm, yeah. Um, the next one kind of goes back to dinosaurs. Um, periodic extinction by natural events. So, like the dinosaurs who were roaming around here for a plenty long time and then a stray asteroid took them out, uh, maybe this just happens and happens enough times over all the planets and all the worlds around, out there that um, you can't get to the stage where you could potentially get a spaceship and start driving around the universe. Possibly, possibly. Again, could have just been incredibly lucky. Mm -hmm. Like, an asteroid could hit us tomorrow. It's true. Could hit us right now. Exactly. <gasps> Don't give me a fright like that. <laughs> um, okay, so the next one... Next grouping of, of reasonings, right, is evolutionary explanations. And the heading hmm. is intelligent alien species have not developed advanced technologies. So kind of what we're saying about dolphins, it's, it could be the same to other um, aliens. So they exist, sure, right, but they just don't have the technology to traverse planets and galaxies. Like us. Like us. Yeah. So maybe they're, they're like out there thinking the same thing about <laughs> us. They're doing their own podcast <laughs> okay. about us, you know? Maybe, maybe. You never know. <laughs> um, let's also talk a bit here about, um, it's, it's called the water world hypothesis. And I don't think they mean the Water movie. world? Yeah. Kevin Costner. I haven't seen that. Is it any good? Uh, I mean, no, but it's like, it's like oh. the room, you know? Yeah, okay. Okay. All right. So bad, it's good. Um, so yeah, talking about the water world, it's like, the, the, the fact that we're on a planet that is mainly water, but then there is still a lot of earth for us to live on. And that kind mm. of is very much when the Goldilocks song they talk about of being just habitable enough, you know? So maybe that, mm. maybe again, the conditions exist out there for aliens on different planets, but the conditions to be humans or be a, a society that can potentially go into space are even slimmer. So, you know, it's just really slim, 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 slim all the way down, you know? 
Mm. Yeah, yeah. This one's a bit sad. Oh, no. <laughs> bit of a downer. All right. Yeah. Hit me with it. It is the nature of intelligent life to destroy itself. I mean, it's true also. Yes. So Look at us all now. Look at Putin. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Hooping. Well, I like it. Hey, you know what? Normally I'd, I'd beat that out, Dylan, but not tonight. <gasps> You're taking a stand. I'm taking a stand. Um, okay. Yeah, and not just war, but like the fact that we've developed actual, I guess it's war, we've developed um, weapons that can destroy all life on Earth. If you want oh, to. Oh, yeah. I mean, if everyone pushes the nuke button, yeah, we're done. Gone. And, you know, again, climate change, destroying all our resources, that could be something that happens on all planets. Um, True. So, yeah, a bit sad, that one, but that that's an, a possible also explanation. Possible. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And it could be within a thousand years or a hundred years, five hundred years, however, however time in the future, it's like, oh, yeah. There used to be humans on this planet, but not anymore. And if we were to search around the universe, maybe that's the same thing we'd find on every single planet, potentially. I mean, we're at the point where, as I said, we can push a button, missile be sent, mm. nuked, mm-hmm. everyone dead. Technology's only going to evolve further. We could get to the point where you could just press a button and everything is just obliterated instantly. Mm. And anyone could do that. We could get to that point. They could do it right now. They could, but it could be even more instantaneous or easily accessible in the future. Yeah, it's yeah, it's scary stuff. Go back to my initial thought about you know a person from a thousand years ago trying to look at modern technology. Like I was thinking more like an iPhone or a TV or something, but yeah, even a gun like a machine gun or a let alone oh, an, yeah. a, an A-bomb, you know. Um, but even you go back in history, there are times where like Europe just destroyed itself repeatedly you know just killed each other and potentially a big war even if it doesn't include nuclear weapons could kill off enough people that society can't survive past it so that that could be happening out there in the universe Dylan. we don't know this next one is kind of the same thing but a bit switched um it is the nature of intelligent life to destroy others (laughs) yeah so if we find aliens, we're killing them. Well, so they reckon? kind of. It, it could be, it says here that alien species could be a a super predator like humans are, like we can kill anything we want to on Earth. There could be a, mm. another planet out there that could kill anything on Earth, including us, very simply. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's also, it's the, the plot of a thousand movies, but aliens turn up and we don't trust them because... Of course, you have to question their motives. So maybe that is happening all the time. And we wouldn't know. We wouldn't know, Dylan. We wouldn't know. Next one is civilizations only broadcast detectable signals for a brief period of time. And this kind of, it's could be expanded out even further. It's like, how are we looking? You know, like, what are we looking for? Maybe they are sending probes, or maybe they are sending radio waves, or whatever. But it's just, and we, and we yeah. just don't have the technology to accept those messages or anything like exactly. that. Exactly, and vice versa to yeah, them, yeah. to us. So that could be true. Yeah, true. Yeah, um, they might not even know what radio waves are. 
But yeah, and I guess like the thinking there is that the laws of the universe are the same, but I, I guess, you know, if you're trying to call somebody and their, their technology is still in 1810, like it's, you know, and you're trying to call an iPhone equivalent technology, like it's not going to work, is it? So, no. and, and potentially we've got the same access to all the same technology. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I like that one. That's interesting. Hmm. Um, this one was what I mentioned up up top. Basically, is that alien life may be too alien. We just can never comprehend what they're doing. You know. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, the universe is infinite, isn't it? That's what they say. It's always expanding, right? Yeah. Okay. One thing they say here is that bad, isn't it? exactly right. One thing they say here is that. Um, Human mathematics could be something that only us on Earth use. And sure. There could be other systems of viewing and understanding the world, potentially. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that's kind of what I was saying before about, you know, we're living in 3D, maybe we're living in 4D, maybe we're living in 7D, and we're just we're on a different level of understanding, you know. Well, I mean, it could also be like a uh, Horton here's a who situation. Mm-hmm. Like we could just be living on... Our universe could just be like an atom in an alien's universe, and they wouldn't even know we exist. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're getting into that sort of thing in a second. Don't you, don't you worry. <laughs> oh, not, not, not so well summed up, though. I should say, Philip. Your brain, oh. your brain is clearly <laughs> working tonight. Thank you. So here's some more sociological explanations. Okay. Mm-hmm. First one is very interesting. It says that uh, colonization is not the cosmic norm. And by that they mean we as humans think that if you develop the technology to go and explore the universe, that you would go do so. But that's applying human logic to alien creatures. Maybe they don't want to. Maybe they can, they choose not to. Maybe they could, like but it's never occurred to them that they would want that be something they want to do. Yet that is something humans do because we've gone around and colonised all parts of the world. The that, world. That we, that we yeah, live yeah. on. So. Sure. We think of that. Maybe maybe we're just... All those logical things are thinking as if we were humans, but aliens aren't human necessarily. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? It's making you think, isn't it? It's mind-blowing, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just couldn't even fathom leaving their own planet. Like, why would you? Yeah. Like, it's just not, not even entering their thought process. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I mean, are there really that many humans trying to leave the planet? You're like, if we do want to think it back, back to humans. But I guess it's just kind of thinking that even in like in a thousand years now, we do have the power to, would we still want to? There'd probably be enough people who want to, wouldn't there? But still, still. Probably. I mean, I'm happy for the moment. For the moment. <laughs> That's good. Um, this one is one interesting too. It says, Alien species may isolate themselves from the outside world. And this one, Dylan, this might be something you're into, okay? Right. It has been suggested that some advanced beings may divest themselves of physical form, create massive artificial virtual environments, transfer themselves into these environments through mind uploading, and exist totally within virtual worlds, ignoring the external physical universe. Well, see, that's another thing I was thinking. We could just be, like, avatars. 
for aliens. And then once we die, it's just game over and they just move on to something else. It's possible. It's totally possible. And we might be, because we're humans here when we have bodies, we're like, okay, if I'm going to explore the universe, I'm going to take my physical body and go out and in, in, get in the ship and then travel. And these guys are like, no, just like plug into the wall and you can travel in your through your mind, you know. Oh wow, he's, he's his mind is blown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mind's blown. <laughs> and it's again, some... well, if you could like get into a sort of matrix world, Dylan, and it's everything you never want, you feel no pain, you have the best day every day of your life, right? Why would you want to go travel to a different planet? Because you've got everything you need right here, right now. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's how you think when you're doing the podcast with me, I know. So think of this like oh. your whole life, though. No, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, yeah, I'm happy here. This is my happy place, Lonnie. You're doing the podcast with me, yeah. If there's a heaven, Lonnie, yeah. if it was just us doing podcasts at the end of time, yeah. it wouldn't be so bad, would it? No, I'd be fine with that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Uh, this one's too... Well, the first one's a little bit sad, and it kind of reminds me of climate change oh, no. right now here in the world. Oh, no. um, but it says that there's a lack of resources needed to physically spread throughout the galaxy and this is like you know at the moment we don't know how to travel faster than the speed of light but say we do do we still do we have the actual resources to do that and to do it enough to send people over all around the world the, the world so it could be like a bit of thanos thinking you reckon <laughs> i wasn't thinking so much that, but like i don't know <laughs> Think of how much fuel it takes to send a rocket up the to um, with humans on it to to the bloody moon, but think well, of just that. to break the atmosphere in, well, in general. Yeah, exactly. That is a finite resource, and I guess we kind of have to think that you know take that logically. Everything else that you need to use potentially to travel around the galaxy would be the same sort of finite resource. So maybe it's just not enough to yeah. go around. Yeah, I mean, if we were treating the world perfect this whole time and saving our fossil fuels and everything just for this then we could have gotten to a planet that would give us other resources mm -hmm. and maybe we just got too greedy too early Lonnie maybe maybe and the next one is kind of what we we're just talking about but we'll just say it again because it's here um says that it's cheaper to transfer information than explore physically so again the whole idea of a mind upload machine 
if you can do that and potentially send your mind across the world, across the galaxy, do that. Probably easier, right? Than doing <laughs> sending your physical yeah. body. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there could be an alien watching me right now in my room, yeah. just soaking it in. I yeah. wouldn't even know. You wouldn't even know. Maybe. Maybe that's what ghosts are, Lonnie. Hey, that's a possibility. Hello. I believe in ghosts, but I can kind of get behind a little alien fella. <laughs> okay. Hello. Okay, this next one is is probably, yeah, kind of what we've already covered, but you know what, let's go through it, because I'm enjoying this. It's kind of making me think. Okay. All right. Okay, so the discovery of ex- extraterrestrial life is too difficult, is the heading, and there are a few different sort of further explanations. Mm. Um, first one we've mentioned before is that humans have not listened properly. We don't have the right things that to take their messages. So maybe we're getting phone calls every day, and you know, we're getting, they're texting us, they're emailing us, but... Whatever their version of that is, isn't something that we can understand, which would be yeah. pretty Yeah, I mean, they sad. could be trying to call us on their equivalent of a phone, and our phones are equivalent to paper cups. Yeah. It's just not, not, not computing. Just no way. No way to communicate. Mm. And this one here is um pretty, <laughs> pretty funny as well. It's that humans have not listened for long enough. So we got all the right stuff, um, but it says here that Humanity's ability to detect intelligent extraterrestrial life has existed for only a brief period, from 1937 onwards. Yeah, pretty brief, I reckon, in terms of the galaxy. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, you know, either that means we could be the first to do it, or maybe aliens were were trying to send us stuff up until 1936 and they gave up because... (laughs) So we just missed our window. Just missed them. Oh, no. Yeah. So, you know, I guess we'll, we might see about that one. Maybe one day we'll get the right iPhone released. And then we'll be like, oh, yeah, everyone's calling us. We're like, oh, yeah, okay, thanks. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you never know. Yeah. They could just come up with this magical technological phone one day. And then just like 50,000 missed text messages on there. (laughs) Like the first one is is polite. The second one, they're getting a bit, bit concerned. Yeah. By the end of it, they're just... just we're like, okay, we know you're there. What are you doing? Why aren't you answering? <laughs> and then the one from 1936 is like, okay, good luck then. Bye. Yeah. It's like a jealous boy. Have you, have you seen those things about like dickhead guys who send like 90 text messages in like an hour? Like, how can you do it? How can your hands move that fast? Also, just get the message, you know? <laughs> Honestly. You send enough. You should know what a message looks yeah, like. exactly right. Uh, this next one, again, we've kind of touched upon it, but yeah, intelligent life exists, but it's too far away. So, oh, yeah. Simple. Simple as it. It's just, <laughs> we got everything right on both ends, but it's just cannot get through. Yeah. We're out of their reach and they're out of ours. Yeah. Just too big a gap. I kind of think of that as like, you know, go back, you know, 500 years, yeah. there's people living in New Zealand, there's people living in Australia. And oh, you wouldn't know. Yeah, and yeah, someone else living in, you know, China, and it's like, yeah, you guys, you got everything. You could talk to each other if you, but you just don't quite have everything together at the right yeah. time to do it, and you're just too far so away. So that was, yeah. So that was what five hundred years to communicate, a couple of ten thousand kilometers. Yeah, and so and logically, we're talking it's like, like yeah, trillions and trillions and trillions upon trillions of kilometers. Yeah, how long is it going to take to communicate there? Yeah, exactly right. 
Yeah. Well, this one, next one, I think you'll like, because I really like it. I think it could be a great plot for a movie. It obviously, it kind of... Copyright, copyright, Ronnie and Dylan. <laughs> Here we go. Intelligent life may exist hidden from view. Okay. So, Alan Stern put this one forward. He said that the idea that there could be a number of worlds with subsurface oceans. Okay. The surface would provide a large degree of protection from such things as cometary impacts and nearby supernovae. I'm guessing that that's more than one supernova. Cool, cool word. Mm. Okay. As well as creating a situation in which a much broader range of orbits are acceptable, life and potentially intelligence and civilization could evolve. If they have technology, he says, and let's say they're broadcasting or have city lights or whatever, we can't see in any part of the spectrum except maybe very low frequency radio. So they're out there, but they're like under the surface of their planet or for whatever other reason, they're just not visible. So they could be there, but we just can't see them. And that could be... You just think of like on the other side of Jupiter, there's like a whole civilization we just can't... Just by, by chance, our things can't see what they're seeing, but they're there waiting for us. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I could see that, possibly. Mm. I mean, anything's possible. So Again, we've said that a few times. Anything's possible. This podcast could one day be bigger than Joe Rogan. <laughs> That's right. Anything's possible. That's a <laughs> bit of a stretch, but anything is possible. That's the one stretch you've come across so far today. <laughs> well, speaking of Joe Rogan, I mean, I... I do watch a fair bit of his clips on YouTube mm. and everything. Um, obviously, he's a bit of a junkie. He likes to use psychedelics and weed and all that. And he's talked to a couple of people who've, like, smoked DMT. Um, and they talk about, obviously, meeting interdimensional beings while they're on a DMT trip and everything. And there was this one guy that was on. He was, like, talking about how he'd met this interdimensional being. And she said, like, say hi to your friend Brad or something. Um, mm. <laughs> and then he talked to Brad and he's like, Oh, yeah, I know her, because he's been on DMT trips before. <laughs> All right, so, Brad. <laughs> well, maybe. Well, you never know. You never know. DMT could could be the gateway to seeing interdimensional beings. We yeah. don't know, Lonnie. Well, again, maybe we, we put all our energy into creating spaceships when we don't have to do that. Maybe there's other ways to do it. <laughs> maybe the answer's in nature, in the yeah. Earth. You never know. You never know. Uh, the next few, next few are really cool as well. I mean, I'm, I'm, everything's cool to me for this. It makes me think a lot, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah. One of your best. Our best episode yet, I dare say. Okay. Until next time. You know, every, everything's always the next Next one's the best one. Till, till next episode. That'll be yeah, our best one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I got one. Um, <laughs> the, the wider heading is the willingness to communicate. Everyone is listening, Dylan, but no one is transmitting. So. How do you mean? Okay, alien civilizations might be technically capable of contacting Earth, but instead they are only listening instead of transmitting. If all or even most civilizations act the same way, the galaxy could be full of civilizations eager for contact, but everyone is listening, but no one's transmitting. Ah, so like everyone's just waiting for each other to come to them, like no one's pulled the trigger on going to somewhere. And as they've said here, um, the only civilization known, humanity, does not yes. explicitly transmit, except for a few small efforts. And even those efforts, and certainly any attempt to expand them, are controversial because you know, why bother sending out messages to the galaxy, which we're pretty sure there's no one else out there, or at least there's no evidence for, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, at least in our solar system and everything. Yeah, yeah and this is the interesting part to me is that it's not even even clear human. It's not even clear humanity would respond to a detected signal. So even if we got one back, what would we actually do? Um, and there's no consensus of what would who we would speak to, what would they would say if this conversation actually started happening. So yeah, it, it's very it's all hypothetical. Obviously, we're talking about, but. Yeah, what happens tomorrow if we get a message from an alien species? Obviously, you and I go up and have a chat to them, but after oh, yeah, that, yeah. you know. yeah, yeah, Showing the best of Earth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're already laying out the plans. Yeah. Odd though, right? Because uh, that, that, that's to think about it. Would would America do it, or is that just what movies tell us they would do? <laughs> because they come from America. Would the UN do something? Would ScoMo? So you reckon they there? try and hide it from us? It is very possible, and that's actually one of the ones I'm going to go for in a second, yeah. Mm, okay, mm. okay. So they've said, hi, how's it going? And we're just like, don't want to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> um, communication is dangerous. So maybe an alien civilization might feel it is too dangerous to communicate, either for them or for us. Think about his, historically on planet Earth, when two very distinct groups have met, generally things don't go too well, do they? Fair point. Fair mm. point. Mm -hmm. um, so potentially they're like just safer not to try and get out there. And, you know, but I, I don't blame them in some ways. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, are we thinking it goes well for us if we meet another, another aliens? Yeah, you never know. We could just be exposing ourselves to the alien's latest hunting ground, like Predator. Could be. Could be. Never know. Yeah. Anything's possible, Lonnie. Yeah. And what it says here, Dylan, perhaps the Femi Paradox itself, or the alien equivalent of it, so the whatever they call this problem, <laughs> is the reason for any civilization to avoid contact with other civilizations even if everything else is fine, even though obstacles exist, they say. So think about it like this. From anyone civilization's point of view, it would be unlikely for them to be the first ones to make contact, right? So it's more likely someone else is going to come to us than us go to them because there's one of us and there's millions of other people, right? Yes. So therefore, according to this reasoning, it is likely that previous civilizations faced fatal problems with first contact and doing so should be avoided. So perhaps every civilization makes quiet, keeps quiet because of the possibility that there is a real reason to do so. So it's kind of I mean, like it's scary to think about, but yeah. yeah, don't rock the boat. Just like just stay cool, <laughs> stay in your lane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hmm. now the recording's at night time. It just feels a bit scarier than than perhaps. <laughs> it'd be spooky, isn't it? Your room's a bit dark, mate. Where's your lighting? Well, you know, too light if it's too bright, you know. You like recording in the dark, you creep. I mean, I, I keep a pretty low lit house as it is, to be honest. Okay. All right. Yeah. Anyway, Earth is a zoo is the next one, Dylan. So I was going to talk about something similar okay. to that. Oh, you go, you go first. Because um, I'll, I'll you, you don't watch South Park. Have you watched any South Park? You know what? South Park gets mentioned here. I think it's probably the episode you're talking about. But you, you, you tell us yeah. about it. Eh? Well, basically is that um, they find out that 
there's only supposed to be like one species per planet. Like there's a species of elephants on one planet, mm. another planet's lions, another planet's African Americans, another mm. planet's Caucasians. And aliens just basically threw them all together on the one planet just to let chaos ensue for a reality show. And that's planet Earth, is it? Okay. Cool. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's on that was must be on the, the zoo hypothesis um page, which is like its own article, so you can get amongst that if you like. Um, sure. But yeah, the, the heading here is that Earth is deliberately avoided. Um so either they're looking at us like reality TV show, maybe we're entertainment to them, or they don't want to like you know, more like Star Trek Prime Directive, they don't want to interfere with us because we are still developing or or whatnot. Sure. Yeah, true, true. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you reckon? Maybe? Lonnie, don't make me say it again. <laughs> Anything's possible. Okay. I mean, so it could very well be. Yeah. I, I'd probably lean towards that being one of the more probable ones, mm-hmm. of the ones we've gone through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as it says here, and this is another little bit we've mentioned already, but a little bit weird to think about as well. Um, it is possible that a civilization advanced enough to travel between solar systems could be actively visiting or observing Earth while remaining undetected or unrecognized. So yeah, if you're good enough to travel here, maybe you're good enough to keep hidden. Exactly. And plus, mm. you know, time could work differently for different beings. Mm-hmm. So our passage mm. of time for 100 years could be like a minute to aliens. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, this one here is that alien life is already here, but it's unacknowledged. And I think that's more in like... So like octopuses and that? Uh, it could be. I th- oh, more like the government's lying to us. They know about it, but they're like, you know, who wants to? <laughs> Dog Dirty dogs. Can of worms sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so what it says here is that you know, that could be, you know, you know you've got... Documents that are secret and top secret and classified and whatnot. Maybe yeah. the existence of aliens is like the most top secret. Like it's the sort of thing that five people know about. <laughs> at yeah, any fair one point. Time, which could be true, I suppose. I mean, they said they released all their documents on UFOs, but yeah, they just could not have done yeah. that. <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> they could have kept the real ones. I um, think about that is that the quote about Trump. It's like. If there was any proof that aliens existed... And Don't tell him. That, well, well, that was the thing. Like, if they tell the president when he comes in, he would have tweeted about it straight away. Oh, so that, that perhaps proves that there's no evidence. Or maybe they said what you said and didn't tell him because they knew that would happen. So you like to think there's like a secret council of Earth keeping all the... It could be. Like, dirty secrets to themselves. Wasn't that in... That was in the Avengers for a bit, wasn't it? They had the World Council. Then we saw them again, didn't we, after the first movie? I th- they that's the whole point of Winter Soldier. They got oh, taken yeah. out. They? Oh, you know what? I haven't seen Winter Soldier for ages. Maybe I, maybe I need to. You love Marvel. Get amongst it, mate. You, you watch Marvel more than I do. So anyway. no, not yeah. true at mm. all. Okay, don't paint me as a Marvel fan when I'm not. How dare you? Kill the R, so no. But anyway, Robert Redford kills them all. Oh, that's right. Got him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But then no one else replaces it. Like it's a bit of a bit of a vacuum, isn't it? It's like a void. Well, no shield one... gets taken out. I guess so. I guess from what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. And this one here, the last one on the page, is that um, 
a combination of explanations. It's the rarity of intelligent life and the impossibility of intergalactic colonization. Basically, the galaxy is just way too big. Even if you had everything, and that could be very, very rare anyway, it's just way too big to ever travel across, which I kind of, I can buy that, you know? Sure. Yeah. So what do you think, Dylan? What, yeah, and another, another of Occam's razors, I mean, could mean the simplest explanation. Yeah. Is the real one. Yeah. So we just happen to be lucky. Yep. We're just lucky. Universe is too big. Mm. Nothing else out there. Mm-hmm. Given the choice, Dylan, would you go and explore other planets? Yeah, why not? Give it a go. Yeah, why not? I think um, I think that like I would like to go to planets that aren't like just dust, like Mars, or gas, like Uranus. Hey, come on. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, hmm. that's what humans do. We want to explore. We want to discover. Yeah. Well, Part of our DNA. That could be the thing as well. Like it, it's like you can go travel, but you can never come back to Earth. Ooh. That could be enough to put people off. I think, and maybe that's the same on other planets potentially. Well, that's true. That's true. Mm. Maybe there's like, uh, maybe the, this secret council of the world has discovered a portal to a different mm. universe, but they found out that you can't come back once you go through, and they're just like, "Nah, we'll just stay here. We know it's safe enough here." Yeah. Exactly. Who knows what's going on up there? Mm. Um, this isn't part of the, the page here, but it is something I've heard about in terms of simulations, which I think you mentioned before. Bit of matrix action, yeah. Well, the, the way I heard it, right, which was kind of yep. a bit scary, so, you know. Oh, God. Hold on, Dylan, hold on. Well, it's night time. I can't handle this at this time of day. Here's the thinking. Yeah, yeah. So, logically, we can assume that one day humans will create simulations that are so good that you can't tell a difference, right? Well, that's what that's what Zuck's trying to do. Yeah, exactly. But the metaverse? Yeah. I can tell that one at this stage, but I think maybe in the future it'll get better. Yep, looks pretty ordinary for one of the ads they put out, but yes, we're trying. Okay. So then, humans can do that, right? And this is hypothetical. Yes. And you can make more than one. You can make multiple. You can make infinite simulations with, you know, different computers you've got, right? Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So then, the likelihood that the world you and I live in is the one real world versus the almost infinite versions of simulations out there is pretty slim. Therefore, is it much more likely that you and I are in a simulation than not? Logically, that would say yes, wouldn't it? I mean, I like that because if we get to the end, we still get to keep going in some form. Yeah, you reckon we'll go again? Yeah, I'm another round. Yeah. Maybe Buddha could confuse and that's what reincarnation actually is. Just go into a different simulation, live a different life. Different body. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. In terms of that, Dylan, what do you want to come back as? In a different universe? Yeah. Hmm. Brad Pitt. He's had it good, hasn't he? Okay, so you're not just going to be the next movie star. You're going to be Brad Pitt. You're going to live Brad Pitt's life. Well, if there's infinite universes and infinite simulations, I could just go to the one that's exactly the same in this and, like, 
carrots are green instead. Like the smallest, smallest difference between this and ours. Everything yeah. else is the same. Yeah. And I'm just Brad Pitt instead. I mean, That'd be all right. Think of it. He's with Angelina for a while, wouldn't he? <laughs> wouldn't mind that. The idea is then you could take the same logical, you know, reasoning. Are there more worlds out there that you are Brad Pitt or that you're not? Because Brad Pitt's one guy, other people, like, I don't know. I think I got myself a bit confused there. But logically, yeah, there would be a simulation where you're Brad Pitt. Do you keep your, your Dylan memories, though? Um, or are you just Brad Pitt? Probably not, right? Hmm. Probably shame if you did. I mean, I'm not, not ashamed. No, sorry. That sounded really mean. It'd be confusing. I'm just Brad Pitt thinking, oh my fucking God. Remember when he used to be Dylan? <laughs> Jesus. I just what been... a rough simulation that was. I... <laughs> had a good podcast, but apart from that. Oh God, I went, went bald in my mid-twenties. Oh my God. I'm pretty sure you've chosen to go this way, haven't you? Or nah, it... I was balding, balding and I've just committed early. Okay. It's a choice then, isn't it? Uh, I can justify that and feel better about myself. So, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, what I meant was I think you'd rather not know your simulation and just live it rather than know your previous Yeah, of course. World, right? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Otherwise, it would wreck everything if you knew it was the simulation. Mm. Like, mm. if you knew there was no consequences, oh, my God, Bonnie. Mm. It would be chaos in those simulations. Mm. It would be fucking GTA. You're mm. just living in GTA. Mm. Well... That's one thing we haven't spoken about, Dylan, is, is how God plays into all this. Um, <laughs> the one thing I'll say about this, I don't want to get into a huge theological debate. Not a debate, like discussion, I suppose. What's, what's there to debate, Orny? Yeah, exactly. Huh? Um, there's a quote, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's from Eddie Izzard, which goes okay. <laughs> about when God should have turned up, right? Assuming God's real. The moon landing surely would have should have been the time. If you put people on the blue one, and they go to the white one, that's when you pop up and say, all right, well done. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I reckon that's probably a fair enough discussion, isn't it? I mean, I would have said the Dark Ages. That was a pretty rough times. God could have stepped in for a bit. Like, I mean, okay. there, there are multiple times that God could have stepped in, but I think if, if he or she was ever going to come in and just be like, all right, all right, you've done a good job there. It's when we went from the oh, planet so to you... a different planet or a different you know, world. So would it have been game over? Like that was the final level? Maybe. Just getting to the moon. He's like, well done. You've done it. Um, On to the next game. Yeah. Game over. And Dylan gets to be Brad Pitt this time. And I'm like, thanks, God. It's just what I wanted. You know what, Dylan? I think we solved it. Have we? <laughs> <laughs> We're sticking with infinite simulations, are we? Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, the other I mean thing I'm it- a fan of the Horton Here's a Who. Situation, yeah, it's pretty personally. good. The simulation thing again, it, it, it's based off a very big assumption. You know, you can you can kind of make anything seem logical, you know. Like, if you start off thinking, you know, there are infinite worlds where Dylan has bald hair, like everything else sort of um, goes from there, you know. So, maybe all that stuff is maybe a bit um, starting off with that. It's it's that that kind of sets you up to think all that stuff has to be true after it as these reasonings that we've gone through for why the fame paradox, you know, answers to it have shown us, yeah, you can say one thing, but then there are also other lots of things that um, can explain it. I don't know. I've thought a lot. I think you've raised some interesting points. 
and conclusions? Not too much. Well, it's made us think, hasn't it? It certainly has. And that's the, that's the most important thing. It's the human condition. Yeah, exactly. So we can think and theorize. Well, that's our great curse, isn't it? Other animals seemingly just eat and procreate. Oh, to the mysteries and, of the universe. And we, we have to do a podcast instead, you know. Yeah. You don't have to. Oh. No, it's forcing you to be here, mate. Yeah. Well, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Only my love for you, Dylan. Yeah, do you want to hear some get amongst it? Amongst it? Multiple? Yes. Well, Ooh. one and a half, maybe. Um, <laughs> this is, this is yeah, the part yeah. of the podcast where we uh, talk about something we've been getting into recently and, and hopefully recommend it for you to get amongst as well. Um, yep. The first one I'm going to mention is that I saw the Batman again. So that's kind of... <laughs> Without me? Uh, without, I'm Rude. sorry I did that. And to be honest, I saw it and I had a big day yesterday and then I saw it last night. There was one, at least one point where I got a little bit sleepy, but I was like, okay, I've seen it before. So, you know, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Hold, holds up, Dylan. Holds up, okay? I bet it does. I bet it does. And the other show that I've been watching recently is Ted Lasso, which I, for some reason I don't think is your kind of show. Maybe it is. I don't know. What's a bit? Okay, well, it's Bill Lawrence from Scrubs. His fame. You know the <laughs> no, Scrubs? Yeah. I thought you were a Scrubs person. No, no, I was just joking. Oh, okay, there you go. Right? Just ribbon, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's this English soccer team. They have a new coach, and it's an American named Ted Lasso, who's only previously coached college football, as in American football. NFL, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he gets brought in to coach this soccer team. And then it's like a bit of a workplace sitcom after then. It's pretty deep in parts, though. Um, Jason Sudeikis is is oh, the titular Ted Lasso. It's Bill Lawrence, I'm not surprised. It's kind of like Scrubs. It's a comedy with very dramatic moments at times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There actually there are a lot of um, parallels to Scrubs in that it's kind of it's a workplace sitcom, but also it's a very you know, a cool place to set a sitcom. And there's like a mm. group of friends who help each other out to kind of you know, that's scrubs is basically. Um, mm. so yeah, I'm into it. It's a good show. If everyone is is wanting to see Ted Lasso, has probably seen it by now. But if you haven't, I reckon get around it. How many seasons have got at the moment? Two seasons. It's doable. Yeah, and I was put off for ages because it's on Apple TV, right? And I'm like, oh, I get another streaming service. But then I got a new phone. But you got it for free, don't you? Yeah. So I got it on your phone for free for three months. I was like, okay, I can't not do it now. I've got no excuse. <laughs> no, it's free. Well, I mean, why not check it out, yeah. really? So, yeah. If you ever get a free version of Apple TV, maybe that's the way to go. Or, you know, I haven't well, explored deeply. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, Dylan, shall we wrap up the show? Absolutely. Thank you to Mark Mann for the theme song. Every time. As always. Yeah, yeah. Every time. Every time. We on the socials. We sure are. Insta, mainly, and Twitter, and Facebook. They're the big three. Yeah, yeah. Always leave a comment if you're seeing, uh, liking our stuff. We love interacting with the fans. Especially yeah. those fans recently who were trying to give a shit about Batman. If you come at us about Batman, we didn't come back at you. Oh, yeah, we will. We did, didn't we, Lonnie? You pranked him good. And I think you liked it in the end. We all became friends after that, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's all in good fun. Um, so thank you for listening, and hopefully we didn't get too off 
just rambling. But you hopefully, know what? we weren't too intelligent for you. That, that could be a problem. Hopefully, hopefully, you mega beings could comprehend what we were talking about today. I, I guess also, um, big ups to Enrico Fermi for giving us the inspiration for this episode. Enrico, my boy. Mm. All right then. Well, until next time, I miss you, man. I miss you, man. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.